two stories are going to be pushed. Climate change is going to be the next COVID thing for CNN. We're going to we're going to hone in. Focus on that. I love it. That was CNN planning out exactly what news they're going to be reporting on in the future before the news has actually even happened. It seems no matter what facts come our way, doesn't matter. Climate change overload is coming. So, climate change overload. Be prepared, it's coming. <laughs> Do you remember when Donald Trump used to go around calling everyone fake news? He did it to CNN a lot. He used to call them out and say, no, no, you're not real news. You're fake, you're fake, you're fake. I didn't like it because it was such a low resolution way that he seemed to use to avoid avoid questions and avoid scrutiny. You just, anything he doesn't agree with, nope, you're fake, your fake news go away. But the problem is Donald Trump was often correct. Much of our mainstream media is misleading and manipulative and increasingly, unfortunately, totally fake. We're only finding this out now thanks to brave souls like James O'Keefe from Project Veritas who made that video with CNN. And I don't particularly like James O'Keefe either of Project Veritas because I don't like the way that they themselves resort to manipulation and gotcha moments to try and catch these insiders saying something. It's not the way I like to do business and I couldn't do it. But thank God for James O'Keefe and for Project Veritas, outfits like this, uh, because they are doing something that I can never do, planting undercover journalists into social situations with these insiders from big tech and big media. And getting them on the record, on camera, probably illegally, but getting them on camera saying things in private that they would never, ever say in public. The footage that we've just been watching uh, is of CNN's technical director, uh, Charlie Chester, who doesn't realize he's being filmed. In fact, later on, James O'Keefe goes and confronts him about this footage, and it's a very different Charlie Chester that we see. But he doesn't realize he's being filmed when he admits that CNN's agenda was to get rid of Trump and they succeeded and that as soon as the pandemic tapers off in interest, that they are going to pivot to climate change catastrophism and they're going to milk it for years. Like our, our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was, right? So our next thing is going to be for climate change awareness. What does that look like? I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I have a feeling it's just going to be like constantly showing videos of like decline and ice and weather warming up and like the effects it's having on the economy and so that's like the next pandemic like story like that will yeah that will will beat to death but that one's got longevity you know what i mean it's not like there's a definitive ending to the pandemic or you know like It'll taper off to a point that it's you know not a problem anymore. Probably think it's going to take years, so they'll probably be able to milk that for quite a bit. You know? This is only the first big leak of many to come, and it confirms what we've suspected about mainstream media for a long time, and that is that they are not simply reporting the news. They are crafting and selling quite deliberately a narrative. It's not an implicit or unconscious bias. It's a deliberate narrative pushing. And even on discussion panels and interview shows, the manipulation continues when they set up their guests and entrap them to push again a very specific and deliberate narrative. Listen to the way they ask questions. Because they're not actually asking questions. Oh. Any reporter oh, on CNN. Okay. What they're actually doing 
is they're telling the person what to say. It's an art form. We've led them to talk about how we want them to talk about it. It's always like leading them in a direction before they even open their mouth. And the only people that we let on the air, for the most part, are people that have a proven track record of taking the bait. When I say that our media is one, misleading and manipulative, and two, increasingly fake, it's happening right here in Australia as well. So this week with the ABC, uh, they produced a misleading and somewhat fake report uh, over the commissioning of one of Her Majesty's new ships for the Royal Australian Navy, in which they showed the story we've all seen now of young girls twerking in front of the, the big ship and a bunch of dignitaries sitting on uh, watching it. It turns out they faked the uh, situation by filming the reaction of the dignitaries later, much later, because the dignitaries weren't even there. They've created a, a fake reality. I would be quite annoyed if doctored footage like that, which appeared on the ABC, showed me sitting there watching these young underage girls twerking. Uh, this was from an original report. It sort of ran everywhere. These uh, dancers twerking. You know, from front on, it doesn't look as um, sort of sexualized as it does from the ABC camera angle. And then they show the the people purported to be in the crowd, including the Governor-General. Well, he just wasn't there. And they've had to admit that the, these crowd shots were later. They've acted as if uh, all, all these dignitaries were watching and, and, and mimicked their reactions. It's, it's really... Uh, it's very ordinary stuff from the ABC, you'd have to say. It's dishonest reporting. The ABC has now issued a formal and public apology for this doctored footage, uh, but they better fire up those typewriters again for another apology because there is another story that they faked this week uh, completely, and that was our Prime Minister storming off at a press conference. So in this clip, they, they show a reporter asking Scott Morrison, about the Royal Commission into Aged Care Quality and Safety. And the Prime Minister cuts her off and says, no, no, I've answered your question before storming away because he doesn't want to talk to the reporter. It looks like he's very trigger, triggered, very unhappy, and very scared and does not want to talk to this reporter or take any more questions. So he just runs away. Take a look. Department of Health and the regulator put a submission into the Royal the Commission. Minister. This is my minister. Our cabinet will decide our response to this Royal Commission, OK? So, so we've released it. I think I've answered your question. Thank you. Now, let me show you what really actually happened. ScoMo cut off that first journalist, sure, and said, no, no, I've already answered your question. That's enough. But he actually keeps talking and he goes to another question. He doesn't run away. He goes to another question from another journalist, uh, long brown hair you're about to see, before going back to that original journalist, the short blonde hair glasses, and uh, takes another question from that journalist and answers that one in a very calm way. There was no storming off or trying to hide from this reporter's questions. The Department of Health and the regulator put a submission into the I'm, Royal Commission. I'm the Prime Minister. This is my minister. Our cabinet will decide our response to this Royal Commission, OK? So, so we've released it. I think I've answered your question. Thank Prime you. Minister, Prime, Prime, Prime Minister, Minister after yeah. reading the documents sent to you regarding the allegations against one of your cabinet ministers, what was your reaction? Have we finished with the aged care questions? No, 
Okay. okay, let's keep going for this aged care question. I would like to ask a question about the 100,000 people on the home care waiting list. You've just said that you've released so many um, extra places. However, only 17,000 have been released out of the 50,000 or so that you've announced. Um, we're releasing aged care for home care places at a rate of 1,200 a week. Did you see that? Did you see that? From a different angle, we saw a completely different story, a completely different narrative. I'm going to break down now what the ABC has done, the techniques they've used in editing to create a different narrative. Let me start on a basic level. What they've done is they've taken ScoMo cutting her off and saying, no, no, I've already answered your question, that's enough. And then they've cut out that whole middle section when he talks to the other journalists, then back to her and a whole bunch of stuff happens and then he eventually walks away. They've cut all of that out and they've pasted back to back him walking away. This is what it would have looked like if they just did that simple back-to-back -back editing without the manipulation I'm going to show you next. This is what that hatchet job would look like. Okay, so we've released it. I think I've answered your question. Thank you. You see how obvious that is? That's actually what they showed. They showed him cutting her off and then he walks away. The reason why it's tricky is they use some editing techniques to cover it all up. You see, in the transition, they go to a reaction shot of the journalist uh, listening to the Prime Minister speak. What, what you're actually doing is you're slipping the audio in the video. So usually you see me talking and you can hear the audio coming through. But if I disconnect those two, unsync them, de-link them, I can then slip that audio of ScoMo saying, I've already answered your question, whilst I cut the visual to the uh, reporter standing there listening to him, but that could have been her standing there listening to the birds and the weather. It could have been half an hour later, it could have been half an hour earlier, it could have been any time, but it's a trick because whilst we're looking at the reporter and ScoMo's finishing that sentence, they're setting up in our minds a mental period of time where he turns around and starts to walk away because when they cut back to ScoMo at the end of his sentence, he's walking away, you see? So they've smoothed it over by creating a mental a thing in our head of what's actually happened. So when we see him walking away, we think that's what actually happened, but I've, I've just shown you the real clip. It didn't happen at all. So it's a very convincing uh, narrative they're setting up, although completely fake. So, so we've released it. I think I've answered your question. Thank you. So we've released it. I think I've answered your question. Thank you. They did a great job. Now, months ago, we had protests in Melbourne in November, and this was in the time of stage four uh, COVID restrictions and lockdown measures. So it was very unpopular to be outside doing protests, uh, not wearing a mask and so on. And do you remember back then the media reporting on these protests in November as being tiny and violent? Remember this from Sky News? Protesters holding flagpoles and signs attacked mounted police officers and horses as tension boiled over the Shrine of Remembrance. Thanks to a brave off-duty mainstream media cameraman who sent me exclusive footage uh, of what actually happened on that day, I was able to show you a few months ago what really happened in that it was in fact thousands upon thousands of people in attendance, mummies, kids, prams, all of them peaceful.
Ah, but you didn't see that on mainstream media, did you? It's funny that one of their cameramen from mainstream media felt the need to go and do his job and get real footage and send it to me. They weren't going to use it in his organization, but we used it. How about this scuffle that broke out uh, on that day between police and some protesters? Have you seen this? That's brutality! Fucking clear brutality! When you see footage like this of a violent mob attacking and goading police who are simply frontline police, innocent, trying to do their jobs, trying to get home safe to their families. Very easy to have sympathy for the police in this instance, isn't it? There is a problem, though. When you see the full footage of what happened around that little clip, the story is the complete reverse. It's the opposite. What actually happened, and I'll show you this now, is the crowd was chanting, all jobs are essential. All jobs are essential. Not death to cops and you pigs and... No, no, no. All jobs are essential. And it was the police, Victoria Police, who run in and start the violence. This is what really happened. All jobs are essential. Say it with me. Can you see how easy it is to create a narrative, to manipulate a narrative? I hope I've shown you in this video the different ways that media do it. Just with a few short clips, we have example right now with the police. You can have selective editing where you only show a particular part and you don't show the beginning or the end. Changes the, the meaning completely. We had with the ABC and ScoMo where they very deceptively applied the slipping of audio and video technique and covered up the transition with a shot of the reporter created a false narrative and then cut to him walking away. They've created a false timeline in our heads that didn't happen in reality. And we have the complete contradiction of footage that we saw with the twerking at the Navy launch, where you had shots of a completely different time of people looking on the dignitaries and then shots of the dancers and then smash them together and pretend that that was a real reaction. Uh, and the scariest uh, thing really is that none of this is accidental. We've seen from the CNN clips that it is, uh, it is very much a narrative that is being pushed. Now, thankfully, in Australia, our, our media seems to be, and our, and our polity, our, 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 our population seems to be far less politicized compared to America, uh, and that reflects in our media. And so we're not as bad. However, 
We have seen some pretty bad examples lately, haven't we? We've seen Natalie Barr with the vaccination thing the other day that I showed. We've seen uh, Ali Langdon trying to shut down Craig Kelly without in- engaging in any of the arguments. Just pull your head in, Craig. Uh, and we- we're seeing uh, the same, I-, I guess it perhaps it doesn't manifest as much in, in an extre- as extreme way in Australia, but certainly the tendency is there for wanting to push a particular narrative. And you would have also seen we reported on intellectual dishonesty uh, with um, our public health teams who are saying one death under COVID back in the day uh, was one death too many. But now if there are adverse events and deaths from vaccines, well, people die in aged care every week. So there's a there's a clear dishonesty uh, that is an inconsistency. And I think the scariest thing of all, though, is not any of this, really. It's it's that big tech is coming for us all. James O'Keefe, who produced those videos, his Twitter account was permanently suspended this time after he published those CNN undercover videos. We here at Discernible have been skating close to the edge on thin ice and some of the topics that we cover. And we try to do it in a fair and balanced way, but uh, just to the nature of what we're talking about, we experienced our own uh, taste of the censorship overlords in the past couple of weeks. And it was scary because the truth is we are only one flick of a switch away from being completely destroyed. We are so tiny and embryonic. Uh, we, our main page, Facebook, with 21,000 followers, is all we have, smaller followings on YouTube and so on. If they switch that off, I'm done. There is no way to recover and put in another six months of no wage and working just under 100 hours a week here doing this. I can't do it again. So it is scary that uh, not only are narratives being pushed through media, they're being protected by big tech. Times do seem to be changing and we can have more open conversations now, which is nice. But every time we publish a video, I always wonder how much trouble this will get us into and how much will be censored and what will be removed. Well, I think we need to realize something here, and that is media is not to be trusted. And guess what? I'm media as well. I'm not to be trusted. I've said it a million times and I'll say it a million times more. Don't trust me. Don't trust the People's Project. Don't trust Discernible. Don't trust trust the other side, Australia. Don't trust Channel 7, 9, 10, ABC, Sky News, Fox News, OAN, whoever you watch, the Young Turks. Don't. You need to learn to trust yourself. You need to learn to find out what, what the truth is yourself. I know, it, I know it's hard. I know it's something we never had to do before. But we simply cannot trust, as I've shown, media are deceptive. And not only are they deceptive, they are deliberate about it. And so we can no longer afford to outsource our thinking, our conclusion thinking to the media. We need to watch widely. You need to watch the left and the right and the center and everyone. You need to watch us and Seven News and Natalie Barr and Alan. You need to watch it all as much as you can and make up your own mind. And we will be wrong because when we're trying to make up our own minds, when we watch all these media sources, but we do the best that we can and keep evolving and understanding and seeking understanding and trying to grow in our knowledge of, of what's real and what's not. But it's the only way forward. You cannot outsource your reasoning and get your conclusions from the media. So Discernible is is something that I hope you are enjoying with the People's Project that we are bringing you something that's honest. That's that's what we're trying to do. And to that end, that's why we've had a whole multitude of different people on. That's why I had 
Dr. Leland Stillman on, who wants nothing to do with vaccines. And that's why then I had Dr. Uh, Professor Nikolai Petrovsky on, who loves vaccines, creates vaccines, sells vaccines, lives and breathes vaccines, designs vaccines, and wants everyone to get vaccinated. And then I had Geert van den Bosch on, who is from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, also loves vaccines, but at the same time now is telling everyone to stop being vaccinated. I'm trying to have a very broad selection of content. And so not only can we have a lot of input into what we're watching collectively, but also it's very shareable. If you want to support Discernible, the best thing you can do is to talk to people. Hey, look at this channel. We have some good stuff. Send them the clip that they like. If they want some right-wing stuff, send them the other side of Australia. If they want to see two guys talking about stats, send them the People's Project. If they want to see me talking to an environmentalist, send them my interview with Aaron Wood. If they want pro-vaccine stuff, send them my interview with a professor who creates vaccines and tells you which vaccines to get, you know, the recombinant protein vaccines, not the Pfizer ones and so on. Uh, and of course, uh, keep having those discussions that Natalie Barr said we can't have. She imputed that we can't have discussions around the barbecue, but that's exactly what we should be doing. People who want to hide, hide discussions. There's something very nefarious about that. Why are they so nervous? You know, we have that old, that old quote from J.R. Tolkien. When you cut out a man's tongue, you don't shut him up. You only prove that you fear what he has to say. So keep having those discussions. If you want to support Discernible in a more direct way, I teach courses online. There's three courses down below. I'll link for creating promo videos for your business, for speed reading, and for audio production. You can take those courses. That's, that supports us directly. But most of all, keep talking, uh, keep growing. Let's keep having open conversations because in the end of the day, parting message, I think the center, we can win. We can win. We can come out and say, we're not of that extreme and we're not of that extreme. I'm just an Aussie who thinks that we should be fair. We should have a fair go. We should have a fair conversation. We shouldn't chop things up and trick people and do gotchas. I just want a fair outcome for myself, my family, my fellow community, my fellow Australians. That's what I want. And I think at the end of the day, Australia, that, that message might carry. In America, not so much. But in Australia, we might actually win if we stop being silenced don't be afraid to speak up you're not you're neither there nor there you're not one of the extremes on either side so be bold and stand up and say i'm a fair australian who wants a fair discussion and this is what i saw in discernible today thank you for watching <laughs>